Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of glad. Um, kind of glad. The, no, I'm not kind of glad the Bengals lost. Like, I'm just. I'm only 0.2% glad that they lost because I don't know if I could have replicated Joe Burrow's outfit from that day, kind of like I did for the AFC championship game. I wouldn't have been able to do that. And so I kind of would have let the two fans down anyway. So I guess it, 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 it happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Was that fit? Was that fit fire or was it not fire? That's the real question. It was fire, dude. Come on. Really? Okay. Does Joe, does was, Joe Burrow do anything that's not fire? I, I thought it was fire, but I showed it some people, and they're like, what the hell is he wearing? He looks like a zebra. So, well, and they were what, our what, age. They were like, they're our age. They weren't like older people. But like, they got swag or not? Nah, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. I think swag and then what he was wearing is a totally different thing. Like, that is just supreme level like you wouldn't go out to the bar on a saturday night and wear a zebra suit with a like a big round hat and some nice what, what was he wearing like nikes high top nikes or something look it awesome. if it, it it's great. either swaggy or it's not swaggy and he was swaggy you know what i'm saying i'm with you I'm with you know who's not swaggy the rams but lo and <laughs> behold they won this super bowl you know what i mean Kudos That's an argument them. right there. There is that is one hundred percent debatable. The Rams are very swaggy. They have OBJ on their team. That's enough swag. Come on. He has torn ACL, so he wasn't able to be swaggy. So, dude, he made he made some great plays before. I was very impressed, very impressed with his Super Bowl performance. I'm very sad he got injured because, man, like that that could have been something special right there. Yeah, um, some dudes that I was watching it with, they were hating on. Odell and I was just like, why are y'all hating on Odell, bro? He now we know it's Baker's fault. <laughs> like, it ain't his fault. And yeah, was it Baker's fault? <laughs> and you just knew immediately because I non-contact injuries are the worst. Because yeah. at least if you get hit, if there's contact, it might just be bruised up. Like in the moment, you might just be like, oh, that shit hurt, man. But you walk off, you walk it off, and maybe the pain goes away, and then there's actually not really anything serious wrong with you. But if you're not getting hit and you're going down like OBJ did, there's something wrong with you. You can't, yeah. you don't just have that happen and have that much pain. And oh no, I'm actually, I just need to walk it off. I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. It's amazing, dude. When I tore mine, you can feel it pop and there's like a really sharp pain, but you're after like, you know, some time you're able to kind of walk on it almost. It's like, it'll swell up. Like it swelled up really bad for me the next day, but like most people don't realize like, Oh yeah, he's walking. It's like, no, like you can walk on it. It's just not, it feels wrong. Like it feels really weak and it feels like it's going to collapse. You and don't have that support. It swells up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So he was walking around though after the game, and I think I saw on Twitter some people were talking about like, oh, he didn't actually, you know, he just this and that and talking shit. It's like, man, I don't think you know. Like, yeah, are not yeah, fun. but but I mean, overall, great Super Bowl. 
Um, very enter- entertained. Very yeah. entertaining halftime show. We didn't discuss this before we hopped on, like before we hopped on here and started recording. But since I brought it up now, bro, where does that uh, rank in halftime shows, man? It's definitely the best halftime show I've ever seen. Now, <clears throat> I've only watched probably, excuse me, getting over a cough here. Um, probably around 20 Super Bowls I've seen. I would say it's probably the best. That, that's that's a lot of Super Bowls, man. You acting like you over here like I thought you were gonna say like three or four. I was like, where you been at your whole life? Twenty Bro. Super Bowls. That's so, that's solid. Twenty Super Bowls. I mean, Bowls, let's man. let's do the math here. I mean, come on. It's it's like you know six years old ish. Yeah, I'm like I'm probably watching the Super Bowl at that time. Am I remembering everything from that Super Bowl? Probably not. But I would say from when I was about six or seven, I've seen every Super Bowl. Okay, I'm pretty sure you remember when Justin Timberlake had uh what's her face Janet titty Jackson, yeah. Janet Jackson's titty on yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, being I remember being a kid and I was like look at a titty <laughs> yeah I was like huh and then it's funny because they blur when they showed it on the news later and they blurred it out and I was kind of like why did they blur that out they didn't do that on <laughs> when I first saw it what year was that am uh Houston it was in Houston uh, it was Carolina Panthers versus uh, New England Patriots. 2004. Four. Four. Okay, mm-hmm. I was going to guess two or one. Yeah. One was the Rams. Four. Anyway, four. Um, yeah, that's probably the best Super Bowl halftime that I've seen. Bruno Mars. I, the Bruno Mars one? Bruno Mars. That was fire. That Beyonce. Good. I've heard that one. There's Bruno Mars I've, in there. And I've heard uh, the Prince one, yeah, that one. But I, I, that's you know beyond past before. my time or whatever. Before my was time. it Michael Jackson one? Michael Jackson was one also. I that know that one was, was before just my so time. Like they, they each played just mega bangers. I mean, all time generational bangers. Every single one of the songs. So, like when Eminem came out and he's playing without me. And then you've got, you know, swimming pools with Kendrick and you've got California love. You mean lose yourself? Eminem. Oh, sorry. Did I lose say yourself? Lose, okay. Without lose yourself. My bad. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for I was like, me man, if, if, if he was playing without me, I would have been like two trailer park girls go around me. Yeah. I would have been bumping. Bump, bump. <laughs> but they um, were playing bangers, man. So most of the time like last year with the weekend dude that was so weak i trash. i did not like that at all man like, and i mean the it. thing the thing was too i i forgot who said it it was somebody in in the media or something i don't know if i read it on twitter or somebody they said you don't really see, it's finally the first time they have you know the main viewership you know the main players are african american but they never have their music quote unquote their music for the halftime show and this is the first time they're bringing rap and r&b to the halftime show and i was just like thinking about it i was like going just trying to remember what i remembered of the past few years i was like okay the weekend okay beyonce uh beyonce isn't i mean pop i would i would put it more on pop pop side um there's bruno mars uh maroon five you had I mean, you even had the Latinos. They got uh, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. You know what I mean? You had Lady, Lady Gaga years back. Um, 
Katy Perry. Wasn't Katy Perry? I am so impressed by your knowledge of this, dude. That because I'm looking over here and I am a total just. I mean, I I just took the fattest live L of my life. Prince played in 2007. I was talking about it was before my time and saying I've seen around 20 Super Bowls. So clearly, I think Michael I don't Jackson was 93. I think that's probably the one you're thinking about. 93, was like 93, okay. 94, something like that. Okay. But dude, Katy Perry has to be one of the ones that were up there though, just for entertainment really? base. Dude, it was the, the shark ones. The shark, with, exactly, with the dude. Sharks, really? That lived on for way longer than just that week. But the actual performance sucked. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, entertainment wise, like that was probably one of like one of the ones up there in entertainment. Just because, like, the sharks became like a whole like life on its own. Uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming, Alex, you're looking at a list. Who, who, who else is on, notable that's on there? Because oh, Bruce Springsteen had one, which I ha- I gave zero fucks. I remember that one. I was like, <laughs> oh, Bruce Springsteen. Okay, change channel. Like, I don't, tell me when the second half starts. I who is this guy? I've never heard of him before. <laughs> like, yeah, just going in order from how NBC Sports ranks them. Uh, from one down. So number one, Prince, uh, 2007, uh, MJ, 93, Beyonce and Dusty's Child, 2013, Janet Jackson, 2004, Katy Perry, 2015, Madonna, 2012, U2, 2002, then the Shakira J-Lo, uh, Bruno Mars, 14, The Weeknd last year, which you already know this list is bullshit if they're putting that at number 10. Dude, they put Madonna? Been, Hold on. In 2012, they had Madonna? Oh yeah, my I guess so. god. That must I'm that no wonder I don't remember past that. Like I must have just switched that off faster than the freaking Bruce Springsteen one. Shit. Yeah, I don't know about that. She must have um, been like 60 at the time. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. I guess I have a short memory with these things cuz I really don't remember a lot of these. When I see it I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember they played." But I I guess it's just up until this year, this year just kind of felt different. Like I actually cared this year who was going on stage because it was like Dr. Dre, like you never see Dr. Dre. Like he would never do anything like this. And so it was so cool to see him. And I just I don't know. Like I I Bruno Mars and the weekend and Beyonce and all that whole like pop area. I just kind of meh about them. You know, like I like their music. I think they're incredibly talented, but like seeing them at like a Super Bowl halftime, I'm just like, ah. Yeah, and and like I said, what um just they're never never realized this, but they never had rap. They never had never. rap hip hop as the halftime show, which is insane now thinking back to it. Like, why have they been putting Madonna on stage when you have people like Dr. Dre, Eminem, you know, all these guys. AZ, I mean, for God's sakes. Yes, I don't. And you know what's funny? When I was, when they were doing the halftime show, which, fantastic. I, I loved every single bit of it. And honestly, I, I'm sorry. I, I doubted it coming in when they first announced it. I was like, <laughs> that's stupid. That's dumb. Just because that's how I typically feel about Super Bowl halftime performances, just in general. Oh, it, yeah. it had nothing to do with just like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, etc. It was just like every time they announced the Super Bowl halftime, I'm just like, oh, stupid. Because it's yeah. always, it's always just meh. It's always mm-hmm. just meh. And that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. And so when I, this year, I was just like, man, this is banging. the The band was fucking banging. 
dude, I love that transition after Eminem did Lose Yourself and Dre got on the keyboard. He did the, I forgot what song. He kind of played a little uh, part of that uh, Tupac song and then transitioned it into. And Anderson Pac on the drums was yeah, fine. Yeah, Anderson Pac on the drums. Bro, that, with the random ceiling appearance. <laughs> it was really was cool crazy. how they all did like flashbacks to like stuff that like they've done before, like him oh, going down, like upside oh, down oh, in the oh, video. Oh, wait, wait, shh, 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 shh. Tell me you haven't seen the in the club video without telling me you haven't seen the in the club video. <laughs> or is that a I'm question trying, to me? I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you. I mean, because I, I I, you made I it seem you made it seem like it was random that the, him hanging off the ceiling wasn't. No, random. I I I know I know that's what it's from. Like, oh, okay, okay, I've just make sure. Documentary. I'm a Fifty Cent fan. Like, I I know what that's from. I just thought it was it was funny that like that. And I he liked, randomly came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And with the big thing for me on this was it wasn't so complex, man. Like last year's, the choreography and he was running. They were doing all the camera work. This one, they had the set stage. I like how they did the lights on the ground where it looked like streets. And then they just stayed there. And I loved that. That was so much better than last year. Yeah. Uh, Snoop. One of the things that amazed me about Snoop Dogg is how he went from what he he was on nw no he wasn't in nwa right no, no but he was he, he he was work he was working with them around they were all like death row you know what i mean yeah but how he can go from death row like this you know la south central la just gangster rapper yeah. whatever and the way he marketed himself over time like how he adjusted with the time to where he become he's like america's uncle now like he he is that guy like oh snoop man that's the dude right there but he thinks he's funny he's lovable and whatnot and it's just crazy to me to think like dude 30 years ago this dude was probably like busting some dudes yeah. <laughs> like like for real like there's not there's so- not a household in this country that would not welcome snoop in for dinner exactly and that's that's you're right it's america's <laughs> uncle dude he's He's been consistent, man. He's the same dude as he was all those years ago. Like, the same guy. I mean, obviously, everybody grows and changes, but, like, as far as his main things, his main shticks, he's the same. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. go through phases. He's just been Snoop. He had that Snoop Lion Rastafarian phase, which was kind of questionable, but, you know, he's still Snoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that halftime performance, honestly, was my favorite in recent, yeah, definitely. In recent memory. I was, but I was thinking, not trying to dick ride or anything, but I was thinking during the time, like when it was starting to end, I was like, dude, imagine if they had Drake as the halftime show. Boy, that would be bonkers, dude. That would be absolute flames fire, dude. I mean, I'm just saying, dude. We won't start down that. We still got a whole game to talk about and some interesting things being thrown out. Yeah, I just hope they start going in this direction for the halftime oh, yeah. shows. Like, get get rid of the Madonnas. Don't don't give me Adam Levine again. Yeah, better not come back around next year and be like, all right, Christina Christina Aguilera is the halftime show. Like, for real, motherfucker, go in the NBA. That's what they were saying. Go in the NBA direction. Like, get the J. Coles. Get get the get the rappers in there and let them. Because I think. From my understanding, the problem has always been like the 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 lyrics and stuff. But if Dr. Dre, Eminem, 
50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, if they were able to all do a set, Kendrick Lamar, if they were able to all do a set and it went fantastic and you really didn't notice like the censorship in the lyrics, I think any anybody can kind of perform for the halftime show. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. It takes a group like that, though, because they were playing like their major hits. And so it wasn't like we we're getting in the weeds of their discography. You know, we were we were kind of grazing the top. But it I think awesome, man. I really loved it. I think that that's the problem, though, with these acts. They usually try to get like the weekend last year. He's just going to play his latest album for the most part, the pop hits so that nobody really likes that much. And you know what I mean? It's just we're not hearing the stuff we actually want to hear from him. Exactly. I wouldn't mind a Bruno Mars again, though. He he rocks. He bangs. He bangs. He does. He does. Well, Matthew Stafford ended up winning the Super Bowl. They somehow managed to drive, was it 15 plays, burn up most of the fourth quarter, drive all the way down the field, down 16 to 20 to score, and go up 23-20 for a minute there. That missed extra point that the holder duffed looked like a huge deal. Huge yep. deal. Uh, and then OBJ going down, obviously you could feel, I almost, I don't know how y'all felt, but I could feel the... Uh, kind of the drive and the energy come out of the team. You know, they were, they were really concerned because you were asking, God help me with his name. Van Jefferson. Nope. Ben Skowronek. Anybody? Any guess? Nope. That's what the commentators were saying. They said, we need this man to step up. And he kept dropping passes. I think I dropped, I watched him drop two or three. So you got to have that second guy. They, they definitely, after Odell came out, they definitely slumped. Oh yeah. Hard. Um, they were trying to make Van Jefferson the guy. Oh my God. Matthew Stafford was trying to make him the guy. Van Jefferson. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. It was not happening. Um, but eventually, you know, things start tightening up and it sucks because the Rams did do what I thought they were going to do. Matthew Stafford had a couple interceptions. And the thing is, the Bengals just didn't do what they were supposed to do. They didn't do the the second half great adjustments, adjusting to because I think the problem I was kind of scared when they played so good the first half. I mean, they were still down three, but I thought they played pretty well going into the half. Uh, I mean, first five minutes out of half, bro. It was a I mean, one. I think it was one play touchdown, and then they got an interception. Like it yeah, was like, back, oh, okay, here we are, <laughs> back to back. But then hell unleashed. Uh, oh, yeah. Offensive line acted like they didn't know how to play anymore. And I guess, I don't know if the secondary got too comfortable. They left Eli Apple one-on-one with Cooper Cup all night and paid the price for it. Um, I just don't know how you, at this point, like, you know, it, if anything, it should be easier with Odell out to double-team yeah. Cooper Cup. It should yeah. be easier now, but it wasn't. and. You could just feel it. You could just feel towards the end of the game. I just knew it was going to happen. I knew the Rams were going to go down, downfield. Once they got that fourth and one, I was like, dude, Cincinnati, this is your chance. All you had to do was stop them, run a few plays, burn clock. You win the Super Bowl. And nope, they're going downfield. And then especially when I saw the Cooper. Okay, first of all, these refs, I – 
I don't even know what to say. I don't know. Like that holding call was kind of BS. I don't know what you guys think. I thought that holding call, initial holding call against Cooper Cup in the red zone on third down uh, against the linebacker. I think it was Hubbard. Weak. It was weak. Very weak. But at the same time, I am a firm believer in, you know, it all comes back around. And uh, the play you mentioned in the second half, the first play, T. Higgins, that was legal hands. That was a face mask, legal hands to the face. 100%. And so I couldn't be too mad. It was BS. It was bullshit. But I couldn't be too mad because it's like, I guess that it, it, it all comes to fans. It all be, it all comes around, bro. It all comes back around no matter what. It, it just, it does. And so then three penalties later, they're at their like one yard, whatever. And then the, the catch that Cooper made to went to, to go ahead. I feel like it's just one of those signature catches, like um, big band to Santonio Holmes, you know, against the Cardinals, uh, Eli Manning to Plexico Burris. Was it Plexico against the, the Patriots? I, I believe so. I'm not. I know Eli Manning had one of those throws. It's just it's the signature catch and throw. You're in the red zone. You run the one on one. Your best receiver. You run the fade. The the goal post fade. And Cooper Cup one on one. He made that throw. Bam, caught in the end zone. They went up, and that's the moment I knew. Yeah, Bengals lost. They're not. They're not tying this one up because. Yeah. Okay. You you called it game when there was a minute and a half left in their last like five or six drives. They punted. I think four. If they, I think they had six drives, five of them they punted, and one of them was a fumble or interception. I don't remember what. I mean, you never know. Joe Joe Burr might have came out. Might have might have came out and just Tom Brady that shit. You know, minute and not, a half. Not, I don't know what game you watched, man. So the when they came out in the second half. You know, the Bengals, they had the two great plays. It was the face mask, which was a horrible, horrible call. I don't know how you don't call that. I, I really don't. His whole head twisted. That seems easy to me. I was happy. That. I was happy, though. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I wasn't happy because I know that people just, it gets to people, man. Like you said, like maybe that's maybe that's an actual thing where like some pl- some calls get held until the very end. And that's what it felt like because the last two minutes was like, Throw them. Throw all the flags. Throw them. Kept throwing them. That's all they did was just throw flags last drive, man. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. There was that fourth down when they're on like the seven-yard line, and they call that bullshit. What was it, a hold or something? It was, yeah, it was so holding. bullshit. It was holding. It was- and then it was like, okay, that's the game right there, and you call holding. like, And they're throwing every – I swear, there must have been four flags in the last minute and a half. I wish I had the stat in front of me. must have been crazy just not, was- not even a minute and a half dude oh. it was just that that little sequence in the red zone once they got inside yeah. that 10 yard line it had to yeah, be like four it, look, flags. look up look up the the flags look up the flags in the first half how many flags were thrown in the first half i bet there was two yeah i think it was two but there was three in the last two minutes it was those three in the on that drive it's crazy then, did y'all see the statement that the referees released about the Jalen thing they were I like did we didn't that. we didn't we didn't call a uh, foul because there was no twist of the helmet yeah, bad, insane, bad. Well, I won't. I won't give them the credit. You know the where the credit needs to be given, man. And I don't know why you keep running from this. 
it's not the Bengals offensive line, dude. It's the it's the look at him. It's the Rams defensive line, bro. That defensive line was built for this moment. They were built for this second half of the Super Bowl. Don't let them score. Get them off the field. Destroy their momentum. Allow your quarterback. Give him the opportunities that he needs because Matthew Stafford needed quite a bit. Give him those opportunities so that he can put the ball in the end zone and put the and win the Super Bowl. So I'm giving almost all, if not all, the credit to the Rams defensive line. Not even Jalen Ramsey, honestly. Not even Jalen Ramsey. Just the defensive line. Just purely. The, honestly, Aaron Donald. Like, I'm just going to give all the credit to Aaron Donald. I don't know how he didn't get the Super Bowl MVP, but that man deserved it. Fully on board. It's and weird he's retiring. He's not retiring, but <laughs> he threw it, that it, out there. <laughs> it's weird because in that Super Bowl, I saw and heard Jalen Ramsey's name way more than I really thought I should have, but it didn't end up backfiring in any way, which was weird. Usually, if you watch a Rams game, you know, the commentators are trying to point out Jalen Ramsey. But as far as what's going on on the field, Jalen Ramsey ain't a part of it. They just, wherever he at, we're throwing over there. But I guess, you know, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, no fear, no fear. How about Jamar Chase with that one-handed catch, too, man, that diving one, dude. Bro. Stud. Stud. I lost it. Um, Bro, also, I didn't mean to to interrupt you, but. How many times was he sacked in the second half? How many times was he sacked in the fourth quarter? In the second half, I believe six Six times? He only got sacked once in the first half. Once. And then, like, he gets sacked six times. I want to bet he probably had seven possessions in the second half. Mm Get sacked at least once. Let's let's not forget one of those. He, I mean, I think they put it out there now. He sprained his MCL on that one play. That was, he looked like he was in pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, defensive line, Rams defensive line did their thing in the second half. I mean, I mainly felt like biased over here, biased me. Cincinnati didn't stick with what worked in the first half because those you could tell in the first half, Joe Burrow had that clock in his head one, two, three. All right, I got to let it go. Where's Joe Mixon? Boom, dump it off. Like, I didn't see any of that in the second half. They got that first. That play to T. Higgins on the first play of the second half, and I bet they thought, "Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's just launch it. Let's start launching this thing," and which was bad idea because all that quick passing and everything that they were doing in the first half to eliminate the, the sacks, you didn't see any of that in the second half. None of that, um, and it's just. I think that's that's a really great point, dude, because. When you blow the doors open in the second start of the second half with a pass like that, you're right. Like I didn't even think about that. Mentally, you're like, oh yeah, like let's start, let's just start slinging it, dude. Like that's what they do, you know, sling it to Jamar, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all of them. And ultimately, it didn't work. But I'll help you out here because I think we've kind of gone over this. Unfortunately, we caught a little late on a Wednesday. But I am curious. The biggest narrative that comes out of this weekend. The biggest one, which is so random, not the Aaron Donald retiring because that was debunked pretty quick that he just wants to get paid. In case you didn't know, that's what he wants to do. He just wants to restructure and get paid. I don't know if he's a free agent this year, but wants to get paid. The biggest narrative coming out is if Matthew Stafford were to retire after 12 years in Detroit and then this year with the Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Famer? Well, (sighs) we just handed him out like candy now. Hold on, do do we do we 
Did we say is Eli a Hall of Famer? Eli's got to be a Hall of Famer, dude. But Eli's borderline. Like he's literally. Okay, he's Big Ben Hall of Famer. Big Ben's got to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think I think he had overall a better career and more success than Eli did. I I love this this like uh, measurement, the standard. I don't even think John Madden meant for it to be put this way, but it's. Can you tell the story of football without your name in it? To me, that's almost like the credentials for a Hall of Fame. Like when you're talking about each individual team. I guess, yeah, then Eli's a Hall of Famer, bro. Like, And I guess Big Ben also is. You really can't tell the story of the NFL without talking about the guy that ruined the perfect season. Like you really can't. But it's if he did it once, he's Joe Flacco. He did it twice, which makes him a Hall of Famer. I, Joe Flacco's the yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Joe Flacco. You could tell the story of the NFL real quick without Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, you just talk about Ray Lewis, exactly. <laughs> but Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer, by those credentials, that I actually like that. Yes, that's a good, it's a good, good thing John Madden said right there. Um, yeah, you could tell the story, the story of the NFL still without Matt Stafford, even with this recency bias. I can still tell the story of the NFL this past couple years without Matt Stafford. Um, because you're going to be talking about that defensive line and you're going to be talking about Cooper Cup. And if anything, you know, Stafford was trying to fuck the game up, you know, to throw two interceptions, dude. One of them was a punt, essentially. He just, I don't know who, I don't know who, I don't know what is going through that dude's mind, but who the hell says, fuck it, Van Jefferson out there somewhere. <laughs> That's literally what he said. That's what he did. That's what he did. I mean, maybe if you had a Mike Evans or something, yeah, fuck it. You throw that. This dude was throwing it to Van Jefferson like that. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, my sense is no. He, Matt he, Stafford, not a Hall of Famer. One Pro Bowl. Okay, let's. Uh, it's it's probably easier in a shorter list to list off the credentials that would help his Hall of Fame career or resume. So. 34 comebacks and 42 game-winning drives. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's been to a Pro Bowl. What else? What else am I missing? Is he, a, is he a record holder for the Detroit Lions passing yards? Is he, you know, led them to their first playoff this? It, How many it, it, it's it's just career it's record? not even... 86 and 95 is his career record. Bro, it's either you it or you not it. I mean, he has the same amount of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers Hall of Famer, first ballot, guaranteed. You can't tell the story of football without talking about Aaron Rodgers. And Matt Stafford, I mean, sometimes you're just not that guy, bro. I'm sorry. He's been around a very long time, former number one overall pick. Great guy, great talent, frat Stafford. I mean, but not everybody's Hall of Fame material, bro. Not everybody is that guy. Even if you do play the most important position. And even though your team, while you were playing that most important position, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. The wide receiver got the MVP over you. They they credited yeah. the wide receiver more than they credited you. And you're throwing him the ball. Come on, dude. It's the same situation as Peyton with Denver when Von Miller won the MVP. 
because Peyton was what they needed to get over the hump because they needed him in those moments. Matthew Stafford's kind of the same thing, dude. This this team is just one of those teams, man. Like we're talking about the defensive line that shut down Joe Burrow in the second half, sacked him six times, and I think he punted four or five times <laughs> in the second half. I mean, three and outs left and right. I mean, Matt Stafford, it it was like he was. We didn't. We're not talking about like he blew him out by twenty something points because that's really what it should have been. Like he really the opportunities he got, despite losing or uh, Odell. Definitely should have had more than a four point or sorry, three point win. Yeah, three point yeah. win. Definitely more. Let me give you some though. Here, let me how about this? So the answer is no for me too. But I think that this group of quarterbacks are very similar in a lot of ways and will be talked about when it comes to Hall of Fame. So Philip Rivers. Okay. Philip Rivers kind of like when you think Philip Rivers, you think like, okay, Matthew Stafford kind of like that. Uh Ben Roethlisberger, which we talked about. Eli Manning's in that conversation. I, no. I mean, I think Big Ben and Eli have there for sure. I think they're yeah. I think they they have a definite okay. case. Like, for like they're getting they're getting into the Hall of Fame eventually. The other Philip Rivers, eh. Philip Rivers, Joe Flacco, same way. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco's not Super getting. We he won a Super Bowl, and we're talking about a guy who won a Super Bowl and has one Pro Bowl. Don't come at hey, me like Joe Flacco ain't this. Like Joe Flacco, no, Joe Flacco ain't that guy, bro. But he won a Super Bowl. But what I mean, go tell look, go tell the media that. Like, don't don't I'm bring just, that. I'm, I'm don't bring that shit to sliced apples. Don't bring that shit to our house. He was never picked at a Pro Bowl, unfortunately. But his career and Matthew Stafford's. You know, really not you, not that big of a difference, honestly. You know who won a Super Bowl too? Uh with the 2001 Ravens? Uh Trent Dilfer. I think Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. So not, they're okay, so they're famous. above this, and, and he's above Matthew Stat or above Phil Rivers. He's somewhere in between the Ben Roethlisberger Eli and the Phil Rivers Joe Flacco. Somewhere in between there, but definitely not a Hall of Famer. I agree with you. Look, he poor Philip Rivers. He just played in the same era as the other badasses. Yeah. Matt Stafford was lucky that he was able to last long enough to, you know, Tom Brady just retired. You know, he, he's able to ask him just a little bit to get his one Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, his stats are feel bad. He was in Detroit for so long. 33 now. And we'll you know, see. You know, you know, as a Hall of Famer, <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> That's right. That is right. I think it's I telling think, sign, though, that, you know, uh, Cooper Cup won the MVP and he didn't. Yeah. I think one of the main reasons why he won't be a Hall of Famer is because he wasn't so long. The same thing with yeah. Philip Rivers. Like, they weren't on a winning team. Like, how many times do they have winning records? Like, his his career was not like oh success until he he got to the Rams. Philip Rivers though did have more success throughout his career than Matt Stafford did. Yeah, in Detroit, Philip Rivers just kept running into what everybody in the AFC kept running into: fucking Tom Brady, or Peyton, or Big Ben. It just wasn't fair. It wasn't fair for him. That's why I give him a little sympathy because he he was going against the. At the time, the three 
uh was it the egyptian the big three egyptian gods <laughs> fucking but he's also <laughs> Phil AFC. Has eight uh, eight pro bowl appearances eight yeah like that's the big thing for me like matthew stafford his hardware is a super bowl which is great but he didn't win the mvp and then he's been a one pro bowl like one when you had megatron okay one. look hear, hear me out philip rivers in the hall of fame and you know oh. why you cannot tell the story of like going by your credentials, all right? So Eli, because of those credentials, we said he's a Hall of Famer, right? I would say so. Yes, because we like, you can't like tell it. you can't you can't tell the story of the NFL without yeah. Eli. So okay. that puts him in there using those credentials. All right, who remembers the draft? I think they got drafted in two thousand three. The Chargers were supposed to draft Eli, but he. Or yes, the Chargers yeah. supposed to draft Eli. Eli didn't want to go there, so it was the dra- the switch, the trade that sent Eli to New York and Philip Rivers to San Diego at the time, now L.A. But the Chargers, and even through that, was caught up in the middle of that situation, prevailed, made eight Pro Bowls. You know, his name comes up in the story because of that. It might be by association, but then you start thinking about him. You're like, oh, Phillip Rivers, eight Pro Bowls. You know, he's a really good quarterback. He didn't curse on the field. He was kind of corny. Kept running into the Tom Brady's of the world in the playoffs when he did make it there. I mean, it's not like he didn't have any like bad or any like good players around. Like he had some good. I mean, all time tight end Antonio Gates. I remember that one year they went thirteen. There was one year they went thirteen and three, and they were the number one seed and shit. But then they lost to Tom Brady. LT might be one of the greatest running backs ever. I mean, he had like some pieces, man. I just I don't know. It's the NFL, dude. Any given Sunday, right? Now, I'm not saying he's a first ballot, but I mean, on the right ballot, you know, you could catch him. Yeah. After his, when he's like third, fourth year on the ballot, and you see it's kind of a weak list, and you see Philip Rivers on there, you're like, I don't know. You know what? Yeah, Philip nah. Rivers. Philip Rivers, screw so, it. So you're giving it 100% to Eli and Ben, and then Philip Rivers is the question, but Matt Stafford, you're not saying like right now, no way. Oh, absolutely not. No way, no how. I, I, there's, there's there's no way like we've seen the best of matt stafford like there's nothing he's gonna keep giving us year in and year out that yeah we haven't seen from him before he's gonna be that guy to throw some bonehead interceptions and but he can make some throws like that no look one that he had the cooper cup on that slant he does shit like that but then does shit like the the interceptions so it's kind of the, 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 i guess the inconsistency uh from him um good quarterback good quarterback if you if you got him you're you're grateful to have him i'd be happy with him as a franchise quarterback yeah but he's not a hall of famer <laughs> he's not a hall of famer yeah i don't think so either i don't think it's enough i'm not sure what he can do at this point that would make it enough for me either like I think he'd have to go win another Super Bowl, but it would have to be more because know, of him. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to say that though, because it's a team sport. Like it requires the whole group to get there. You know, like 
Tom Brady didn't win every single Super Bowl on his own. Like he had plenty of help along the way. But some of those Super Bowls is like, who the fuck were his receivers? No, you're right. Like there, there is like a, there is more responsibility for Tom Brady on those teams than Matt Stafford in this current situation. I would like to see him have more responsibility for the win in the future for me to give him that Hall of Fame nod. I think what the NFL said on giving Cooper Cup that uh, Super Bowl MVP was that what they said to the Rams was to Matthew Stafford is take Matthew Stafford out. Anybody could fill in and throw it to Cooper Cup. <laughs> That's what they said. Anybody could really fill in and throw it to Cooper Cup. And he must have had 500 or 600 yards in the playoffs. It's insane. He had 100 in the Super Bowl, 150, 140, like all these breaking 100 every game, dude. You deserved it, 100%. Do we think, do we think this is going to continue or it's kind of It's a big question, isn't one it? One hit wonder, you know, cuz I mean <laughs> I mean there are there are seasons, bro. We've seen, you know, not just wide receivers, but we've seen guys like this kind of pop off a year and then disappear freaking disappear i would say it happens more in the running back position i can't remember an example off the top of my head of white of a wide receiver i know there there has to be plenty of good examples but i don't know man dude this is this is awesome guess where he ranks uh matthew stafford and pick sixes three no he's number six but like the other names are pretty surprising. Number one's Brett Favre, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning's above him. I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning got most of those like the first two seasons. But I mean, at least he's, his name is is up there with like all time greats. I mean, you could give him that one. Yeah, but that's that's like a that's like a stat that happens. Like you go up on that list no matter what. Like the longer you play, the more you go up on that list. I feel yeah. bad. I mean, Peyton, big head Peyton. Tom Brady's seventeen. Yeah, but it's Tom Brady. Yeah, he's playing exactly. forever, that's another dude. reason for why he's the greatest. I mean, come on. He's been playing yeah. forever. He only has on, 18. Dude. That's insane. He has 18. That's it? Yeah, dude, insane. He played for 20 years? And, and have y'all seen the his career was in between two Rams Super Bowls? That was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is cool. That that's is cool. Dope. dope. It's yeah, funny happy for Aaron Donald, happy for all of them. Happy for Matt, too. Matt's happy. You know what's funny? What wasn't made a big deal this time around? Nobody said anything about, oh, the home team hosting their Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl in their own stadium. I was like, wow. They just forgot about that. They just, once Tom Brady did it last year, it's like, all right, cool. I remember last year they made a big deal out of it, but. Um, Who knows, man? I, I don't know if. They just need to host it in the Cowboys Stadium, like they said. Put it in the Cowboys Stadium, you'll never have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. It will never be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, good game. Good fun. Uh, I saw today we have 183 days until the next football game. So, oh, It's going to be hard, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be missing it about four or five days from now. <laughs> I'm going to be like, looking for some football. <laughs> uh, I could go for a little football break, man. It's time for me to start getting into basketball again. Basketball's fun. We'll be we'll be talking lots of basketball coming up for sure. But two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Dabbles Pod at Slice Dabbles Podcast on Instagram. Slice Dabbles Pod is on Twitter. Uh, Slice Dabbles Podcast on TikTok and on YouTube as well. So 
you like to catch some of our clips, you can look there. Uh, you can find all of it in our link tree. Um, I'm at Alex Claire. Mr. Bombastic, the producer helm, and uh, Cowboy Canel, and we will see you next time.